Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wilson Fire. And here we are again with another podcast. Welcome everyone once again. For the first time after like a month and a half, we are finally back with the podcast. Uh, of course, it's been a while. The last time we actually made a race summary was for the Monaco Grand Prix by the end of May. And here we are back again with this time with another race summary with the Silverstone Grand Prix. We know, of course, Silverstone is already one of the most historical racetracks in the whole Formula One. It started over seven years ago. And usually every race around here is really good. A lot of factions, some surprising results. Definitely doesn't disappoint. And I have to say that this newest edition of 2023, of course, it didn't disappoint at all. We have seen a lot of action. We have seen some surprising results throughout the whole weekend. And this is exactly what we are going to talk about and more on this newest podcast. And to begin with, we have to talk about Max Verstappen, of course. That's kind of the obvious thing of every single podcast, of every single Instagram post, how Max Verstappen gets pole position, then wins the race comfortably. comfortably. This is pretty much what's, what happened here. Uh, he did a great... Honestly, the pole position that he got this time was quite close, but then he, except for the start, that was quite difficult then, he won the race without any problem, even pitted with a virtual safety car, uh, ended up with a big difference. So, yeah, no problem for him. Now, it is a big achievement what he got because he got already six wins in a row. He's getting closer to the record from Sebastian Vettel of nine wins in a row. And also, Red Bull, as a constructors, as a team, they got their 11th win in a row. And they, actually, they are actually equal to McLaren for the most amount of wins in a row. And to be honest, if they continue this way, I think by next week at the Hungarian Grand Prix, Red Bull could definitely beat this result. Now, it is very interesting how we see great performances from Max Verstappen. By this point, it's like he's the obvious winner. The only battle that is definitely possible is for P2 because P1, I mean, Verstappen is miles away from everyone. But the thing is, different is the story from Sergio Perez, right? Sergio Perez that... Of course, each season he was getting better. I would say the first four or five races of this season, he was doing a pretty good job. He got some great wins and everything. But after that, I don't really know what has been happening with him. Uh, of course, we know that the, that last race at Austria, yes, he did a good job. He got knocked out of Q1 and then suddenly found his way into the podium in P3. But overall, this was a very disappointing weekend for him. Once again, knocked out of Q1. Okay, for the fifth time in a row that he's not in Q3. Something surprising having that Red Bull. And then during the race, I mean, yeah, he recovered a little bit. Ended up in P6. And that was pretty much all. Like, he, he wasn't even close to, to the podium at all. And honestly, there's not really a lot to say in this race. Just, but in the end, what we look, is, what we look at is the, the result, pretty much. And I would say it was a very disappointing one for... For Sergio Perez and again if we compare the difference in pace between Verstappen and Perez I mean there's a huge difference not only the result but everything and by now I mean it's been not even half of the season and Max Verstappen has already a lead over a hundred points over his teammate 
So I think that kind of says a lot on the one hand from the level of Verstappen, but on the other hand from the level of Perez, especially in the last five, six races. But again, I would say the most surprising thing, not only of the race, but the whole weekend in general was McLaren. Absolutely amazing between the two drivers. They got 30 points in total, more points than the total season combined. Uh, they already did an excellent job at the qualifying uh, P2 for Lando Norris, P3 for Oscar Piastri, uh, absolutely amazing. Last race they were already improving a lot, both both drivers on the points. Lando Norris with a P4, so far that was the best result of the season. But here they did an amazing job, honestly. It was, it's, it's, not, it's not possible to describe how, how good it was. So, uh, it, it's, clearly, it's clear that McLaren really improved a lot the car. But again, the consistency that both drivers have is amazing. On the one hand, I mean, let's talk about Lando Norris. He literally held that place for pretty much the whole race. He was, he, well, he was P1 for like the first five laps. Okay, he did an amazing start. But then he, he held a P2 for like the whole race. So excellent. He did excellent defending over the seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton. That thanks to that defending, he was able to stay in that P2 and finish up with some good difference. And he was, well, I mean, he was the driver of the day by over 40% of the votes, which is clearly something that he deserves because he was clearly the best driver of the day. Uh, but even honestly, we have to talk about his teammate because Oscar Piastri also did an excellent job, not only for finishing P P3 on the, on, the, on the qualifying session, as we already mentioned, but also the fact that during the race, he finished P4. And, and honestly, just because he was a little bit unlucky that he pitted, that he pitted just before the safety car. Uh, but anyway, I mean, in his rookie season, he, he was probably... The, the fact that, again, the fact that in his rookie season, he was able to qualify in that P3. Um, the fact that he held those positions for the whole race, even finishing P4, is an excellent result, I would say. Uh, it is a weekend that he will never forget, especially, again, being the rookie season. It's a weekend that McLaren is not going to forget. The best week probably since Monza of 2021, where they got that 1-2. And yes, I mean, absolutely excellent. Now they're fifth in the Constructors' Championship. And honestly, if they continue this way, they could definitely get closer to the top teams. They could definitely get closer to Mercedes, Ferrari, Aston Martin. Uh, I think that's really positive to say. Okay, and at the same time we saw a very strong performances, especially from the from the Mercedes. It was a, an improvement uh, from last week. Actually, we know that last week it was a very tough weekend for both of the drivers. This weekend, I mean, on the side of George Russell, he finished P5. It wasn't really the best race, but then on the side of Lewis Hamilton, he was yeah he was lucky with the virtual safety car, but he was able to take the opportunity perfectly. And what was a difficult qualifying session where he ended up P7, he in the end ended, ended like just such uh, just like last year he ended P3 in the in the race again in front of his home crowd. So I would say that's definitely a great job of building some distance over Ferrari in that third place, and at the same time getting closer to Aston Martin, who both of them didn't have a good race this time once again. So yes, Mercedes so far doing a pretty good job over there in for both the drivers and the constructors championship Lewis Hamilton also getting closer to both Paris and Alonso in the drivers championship so yes the fight for P2 is definitely very big right now 
And it's not really the same that we can say for Ferrari. This, this weekend, it was a very tough one for Ferrari. I mean, the qualifying session was fine, P4 and P5 for Leclerc and Sainz, respectively. But in the race, I mean, yeah, they were a little bit unlucky with the virtual safety car, but then they decided to pit Leclerc for a second time, and I think that didn't really work. Uh, they also chose the wrong tires, I would say. And in the end, if I'm not wrong, I think we finished, we finished seeing Leclerc in P9 and Sainz in P10. Honestly, it was completely disappointing. Uh, there were several discussions where, where Sainz was telling the team about how they should manage the tires, how they should choose the tires and the, the kind of strategy that they should do for the that they should develop for the for the virtual safety car and and there was a lot of miscommunication there so yes in terms of like last week that we saw a great strategy from Ferrari for the first time in a while this time actually it was quite different uh, the strategy once again didn't really work and this is pretty much the way that he ended up behind me they ended up behind I mean not only the, the Mercedes or the McLarens, but also behind many other cars. No, one of them, for example, being Alex Albon, who once again Williams showing. I mean, Alex Albon is already having a great season. He ended in P8 last race. He was P7. He's, he has been very consistent so far, uh, especially especially these last two three races. But again, Williams, I think that they finally are being able to little by little develop a really strong car. No, I mean, it's still far away from being what it was, but at the same time, something special that this Williams ha has, that we are even seeing this with Logan Sergeant, who is always close to finishing the points even in his rookie season. Uh, one special thing that this, that this car has is that it's very fast in the straights. So, I mean, yeah, this is definitely something that, that is really good to consider, that, is help that has been helping them a lot in the last few races and will definitely keep helping. Okay, uh, but at the same time, as, as we are talking about some positive stuff from Williams, then we have to talk about some negative stuff about other, other Scuderias, right? For example, Alpine, who had a horrible race, uh, not only because they lost a fifth place to McLaren, but also because both of the drivers had to retire from the race, okay? Uh, Ocon retired at the very beginning, and then Gasly retired quite by the end with a collision with Lance Stroll. Uh, then at the same time, we can talk about the Haas drivers, Magnussen, who had an engine problem once again, similar to what Hülkenberg had last weekend. Uh, the German driver, on the other hand, that, well, he couldn't do a lot during this weekend. And Haas showing that, yeah, they can be a fast car, faster than last year. And they are improving in that area with their Ferrari engine. But at the same time, they are having a lot of problems with the reliability of the car which again is something that you really have to have we know that ferrari last year had a lot of problems problems with that too and it costed many points to them so yes i think this is pretty much the same thing that is happening to Haas right now so hopefully they can be able to solve this problem for the rest of the season but again something that definitely happened finally we can also talk about aston martin mainly in the sense that well, I mean, Alonso, yes, he finished in the points. If I'm not wrong, he finished in P7. But the last two races for him, they, they haven't been really good. He went from getting podiums, P2s, P3s, to now like fighting for around P6 to P7. So we'll see how that develops. 
but if he wants to keep that third place in the constructors championship in the drivers championship sorry and keep fighting for that second place against Perez then he will need much more that's for sure but we know that he has the pace the Aston Martin car also has the pace but they have to keep updating because there are some other other teams that are updating their cars a lot this is usually the time of the year where the updates come and and we can see a big change, okay? It doesn't matter if you start really well the season, but if you don't keep upgrading, then other teams are gonna start becoming better and there's still a long way to go, okay? And the point difference from P2 to like P6 is not really a big difference. So that's something that we should really, really consider. But again, I mean, as a conclusion to the Silverstone Grand Prix, not only the fact that it was very, very, very interesting one to see with a lot of overtakes a lot of action great defending from Lando Norris again the main highlight from this weekend is McLaren for what they did on at, on Saturday during the qualifying session for what they did on Sunday during the race Lando Norris with equaling his best result of his career the one that he got at Monza of 2021 at the same time he had some great defending against Lewis Hamilton the fact that he was able to get this special podium after more than a year and his home crowd okay uh, with his home crowd that was that's definitely very special for him also for McLaren that in the end they are also from from the UK so again a very special weekend from the team of Woking a very special weekend for Max Verstappen and Red Bull too that they keep winning and winning and much more and next weekend we also have a very important race the Hungarian Grand Prix little by little we are getting closer to the summer break okay only two races left before that the Hungarian and the Belgium Grand Prix so yes two races where a lot can happen honestly probably Red Bull could definitely continue with their streak maybe we can see some more special things from McLaren or something better from Ferrari and Mercedes we will see but probably there will be a lot to talk about but well hopefully you enjoy this new podcast from the Silverstone Grand Prix is always a pleasure to do to summarize this race a little bit there's always a lot to say such as this time in particular hopefully at the same time well you enjoy having the podcast once again finally after a month and a half that you enjoy the race and that you're getting ready for the following one as well and as I always say thank you very much and see you in the next podcast yeah.